From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Sadness, feeling down, having a loss of interest, or just losing pleasure in your everyday activities and friends and family. What we're talking about today is a huge topic, and that is depression. Now, Dr. B, we only have 15 minutes, and we have a wonderful patient of yours who's going to break it down for us. But before we get Jack um, on board here, I wanted to hear your feelings on depression. And let's start with defining this huge condition that really kind of falls into two major categories. What are they? Well, you know, there's a situational type depression, you know, that uh, people are experiencing depression from, you know, a death or you know, loss or some kind of issues that are going on. These are situational. They're usually transient. And then there's more what we call endemic depressions. Well, these are people who really have uh, family histories of depression. Uh, they have experienced depressions in, in the past. And they have um, more definable criteria for a major depression or depressions that we see in psychiatry. Okay, so I was reading that some 15 million Americans battle the disorder and increasingly these numbers are becoming more and more young people. Why is that? Is it because doctors are getting better at diagnosing the problem? So in years past, so many people with depression would just kind of go under the radar? Or are we living in a sadder world? What, what, what do you make of that? Well, I think it's a complex uh, issue. One of the things I think is happening is there's a, certainly a greater awareness of mental health issues, especially since the pandemic. You know, anxiety, depression has become paramount. And uh, people are, you know, not politicized, religion, whatever. And they, they just want to understand what's going on with themselves emotionally. And I think uh, there's less stigma and people are more prone to thinking that way. Uh, and there's a lot more resources available. Definitely. And we're going to talk about those resources and we're going to talk about the treatments in a minute. What I want to do is talk about the signs and symptoms. Now, it's interesting in history, you know, we I was a big Winston Churchill fan and he suffered from bouts of depression and he would call it the black dog. And the author William Styron called his depression the gray drizzle of horror. I mean, th those are just very personal descriptions from people that were writers. You know, Winston Churchill was also a writer. How how would you describe it? And certainly it's different for every single person. For me, I have to take a look at it clinically, you know, from my diagnostic manual. What do people look like that are depressed? Okay. Let's see if I describe it. Maybe people could understand, you know, how I look at it. Now, certainly the first thing you have to have is dysphoria. What does that mean? In persistent sadness, anxious, empty mood, feelings of hopelessness or pessimism. Feelings of guilt, worthlessness, helplessness. So you got to have this kind of dysphoria about life. 
with some irritability. Then, you know, I got my famous SIG E caps, S I G E C A P S, SIG E caps. I'm going to go over that. And these have the major, really, diagnostic criteria. And, you know, it's not like you had these for a day. It's always in time. That's how our manual works. Like this has been going on for a little while. Then what we got here is S, sleep. People just have poor quality of sleep. And um, you, you wake up early, can't fall asleep, whatever. Then you have lost interest in things. Your friends, your hobbies, things you do. You just don't have that much interest. That's I, S-I. And G is guilt. But Guilt meaning rumination and worry. If you worry, then you perseverate, you ruminate, and that really brings things down. And then you have E, you've lost energy, you're fatigued, C, can't concentrate. A, you have appetite issues. You gained or lost weight, significant weight. Then P, you just feel slowed down. Psychomotor retardation, we call it. And then S is really what we're concerned about the most here is suicide. You know, that life's not worth living. This war is leading to that. I was also reading in my research is that depression is also accompanied by anxiety. And research indicates that these two conditions co-occur but they overlap in vulnerability patterns. Why is that? Depression and anxiety are linked. You usually don't see one without the other. What happens with me in my practice, if I have somebody I'm seeing that's depressed, but very anxious, I am really concerned. These are the people really that are most at risk for harming themselves because they have a lot of energy. They're nervous, they're anxious, they gotta get rid of it. And I'm worried about them, especially if there's associated alcohol or substance abuse, people who are very anxious and depressed. It's a big deal. All right, let's move on to Jack Borders. Dr. B, I would like you to introduce him. You have known him for a while, and I think that he is going to contribute so much to our podcast by telling us his journey with depression. You know, Jack and I have known each other for a long time. We have a great respect for each other. And we're lucky to have him because Jack is very articulate, very bright, and he's had a lot of good results. Jack, um, tell me about your, d- your depression. How long have you lived with it? Since you were a child or when did you feel well, this depression coming on? I would say that it probably occurred during my childhood, but prior to leaving for university um, my medical decisions were handled by my family and mental health was fairly heavily stigmatized and so i didn't start actually receiving any sort of treatment until my late teens early 20s jack describe your depression we we talked about Winston Churchill's explanation of his bouts of depression and the author, William Styron. How would you describe it when it comes on? And what does it feel like if you were to make it visual for us? For me, um, the onset of a depressive episode is usually a 
accompanied by some sort of trauma. I suffer from chronic cluster headaches. The pain this disorder causes me puts me into a very heightened state of anxiety. It, it really rears its head when you're beyond the point of resignation, you know, and when you don't even want to just give up. Your body stops uh, absorbing the nutrients it requires and your sleep starts falling apart. You need to be ready to, if you've had depressive episodes in the past, um, have some sort of plan for if they should occur in the future. I think the biggest thing that's helped me out has been the continuity of care I've received um, under Dr. Bregman for the last eight years or so. What would you say to people listening about the importance of continuity of care? I would say that who would you rather have your back? Someone who has come to know you over a good length of time, been through some ups and downs with you, um, or just another stranger and an, another protocol to sit through. Having that access, I think, is I mean, paramount. You know, I agree with what Jack's talking about and how I conceptualize it is, you know, that you have somebody who understands you. Okay, that is so important that the same person has that understanding. And if you see multiple people, they may not have the understanding and their connection. Jack knows that I understand and I got it, you know, and it really helps him. My personally most vulnerable points, I've needed to have the steady guiding hand of people I could trust, like Dr. Breckman, um, because sometimes you're in a fight uh, against yourself, it can seem, when depression completely takes control of you. The longer term relationship uh, just leads to better outcomes. What other natural treatments do you recommend as far as does diet ever help you or exercise? Are there any other things? Obviously, treatment's very important, but things that you will do when you feel an onset of depression coming on. You know, like, doctor, you can tell us about like a diet rich in uh, vitamin E. Well, look, there's no doubt, you know, that, you know, Jack has been helped by a good diet and, you know, maybe some supplements, you know, the omega-3s, the, certainly the antidepressants and all the psychiatric meds. I mean, so, well, I think we have to tailor make the supplements, you know, to the patient, but it's really important to have that. Jack, do you feel that as you get older and you have that continuity of care, are you feeling very confident in sort of your prognosis, if you will, the fact that you're on the right road and uh, and you're feeling better about your depression? Well, for me, it's uh, really having the peace of mind of knowing that there's a plan in place for when things might become too much. I know it's something I'm gonna to have to look out for for the rest of my life. And I know that I have a great team 
uh, behind me to get through the worst of times. Well, I know speaking of team, and we have to go in just a second. It's funny how time flies. But what impressed me uh, was that you had given great kudos to your family and that they were always there and helped you and were patient and understanding, correct? I think that that developed over time. Uh As as lucky as I was to start out with a family that did want to see me get better, mental disorders and confronting them, uh, an individual can have profound effect on the rest of the family as well. My advice would be to just continue to stay the course because no matter what, tomorrow could be brighter. It doesn't matter if it's not likely to, it could be. I like that. I think that's where we're gonna end, Dr. B. Hey, you know, Jack, and I know whatever's going to happen, uh, we're going to get through it together with the family too. Okay. And this is really, you know, a very important segment for people to see how depression can be treated, you know, with the family too, not just alone as Jack is doing. Exactly. That there is help out there and tomorrow is another day. Well, we're almost out of time and there's so much still to talk about, like stigma, protocol, and much more on treatment. So I want to invite Jack back to talk about all of the above and so much more when it comes to depression. Jack, yeah. thank you so much for sharing your story. You know, you're you're yeah. always so Jack kind and brave and telling us what's going on with you. And a lot of people will learn from what you've just told us. And get the treatment that they need. Right, Dr. B? Absolutely. I I think this is important. And, uh, you know, let's uh, move on. Okay, let's hope that this helps people get some help. Well, thank you for listening. And we will talk next week. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody. From Bregman, M.D., You've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.